BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Next for news, hit it! Next on the Ledger Report, Russia bad, Ukraine good. That is the narrative that's being force-fed to Americans via Washington, D.C. and the mainstream media. But is it really that simple? No, it's not. We will examine the hidden facts behind the war in Ukraine. Also, borderline madness. Team Biden turning catch and release into a full-time job for illegal aliens. We will look at the latest numbers and how the mainstream media are covering up on this ongoing attack on U.S. sovereignty. And a stunning report linking the people behind CPAC to George Soros. Stand by. The doors of the newsroom are locked in the PC. Police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. Russia may continue to grind out its advance at a horrible price, but this much is already clear. Ukraine will never be a victory for Putin. Putin may be able to take a city, but he'll never be able to hold the country. And if we do not respond to Putin's assault on global peace and stability today, the cost of freedom and to the American people will be even greater tomorrow. So we're going to continue to support the brave Ukrainian people as they fight for their country. And I call on Congress to pass the $12 billion Ukraine assistance package that I have asked them for uh, of late. Ukrainian people are demonstrating by their physical courage that they are not about to just let Putin take what he wants. That's clear. They'll defend their freedom, their democracy, their lives. And we're going to keep providing security assistance, economic assistance, and humanitarian assistance. We're going to support them against tyranny, oppression, violent acts of subjugation. People everywhere, and I, I think it's maybe even surprised some of you all, people everywhere are speaking up for freedom. And when the history of this war is written, Putin's war on Ukraine will have left Russia weaker and the rest of the world stronger. And God bless all those heroes in Ukraine. And now I'm off to Texas. Thank you very, very much. I know there's a lot of... I know... I know there's a lot of questions, but there's a lot more that has to be made clear, and I'm going to hold on that until we get more information. Thank you. Appreciate it. There, you just heard President Biden announcing that, as of today, the U.S. is going to stop importing oil, natural gas, and coal from Russia. All of this together is going to impact uh, what people see every day. And that is why the president briefly mentioned that he is working to secure the global supply gale. That's going to be another huge part of this because of the doors that he is knocking on. You have Iran, Venezuela, Saudi Arabia. Those are not actors that the U.S. wants to make deals with. But, Gail, when you're talking about the, the pain that people might feel here at home, that's who the White House right now is consulting with to make up the difference now that they have 
announced this ban on Russian oil. Gail? Yeah, that, that raises a whole nother set of questions, too. He also made it clear, Weijia, that his policies, the Biden administration policies, are not hurting oil production in this country. He wanted to make that clear, too. Right, because that's what Republicans have been saying um, uh, very forcefully. Very forcefully, because it's the truth. His policies have a direct effect on whether we are energy independent, not dependent on any kind of foreign entity for our crude oil. And we were under the previous president. That would have been a gentleman by the name of Donald Trump. But of course, he had orange hair and he used Twitter. And so that's why we have this imposter uh, occupying the White House right now, directing the oil industry in this country to effectively shut down. Let's face it. Why do we want to sugarcoat this? The Marxist Democrat left wants to wipe out the use of petroleum in this country, which is terribly ironic since somewhere in the neighborhood of 25, 30% of the energy supplied to keep your lights on and to charge that electric car that they want everybody to drive comes from petroleum. So how in the wide, wide world of sports are you going to make that up? Okay, so this is a separate issue and I'm gonna dive into that a little bit later in the program, a little bit deeper. But back to Putin and Ukraine, you know, there's a narrative out there that's circulating widely on the internet that Putin is some sort of cowboy hero going into Ukraine because Ukraine is such a corrupt nation. And there's all kinds of malfeasance going on and the Ukrainian people are somehow being liberated by Vladimir Putin. Now, that's not what I'm saying. I just want to be clear, okay, that this is some sort of warped narrative out there on the internet and beyond. I mean, I've heard some relatively intelligent people say Putin's doing the right thing. I just wonder, is Putin doing the right thing by killing innocent civilians? Oh, in the name of liberating the Ukraine? You people, the same people who are saying it's okay that Vladimir Putin is attacking Ukraine and killing people are the same people who are howling about the southern border. Oh, wait a minute. What's the difference there, Graham? There is no difference. Our southern border is our sovereign border. Ukraine's border is its sovereign border. You can't be anti-illegal immigration and the attack that's going on in the southern border and be pro-Putin. You are being a hypocrite. You understand? Or put it this way. What if Putin, according to this thinking, goes in and takes out Nancy Pelosi? and goes in and, and takes out Chuck Schumer, goes out and takes, it, takes out Joe Biden. Are you gonna sit here and say, oh, he did the right thing, that Vladimir Putin was justified to take out these politicians who are destroying our country? Is that what, because you have to be consistent here, right? You think the people of Ukraine, the leadership of Ukraine is corrupt, and you say it's okay for Putin to come in and invade that sovereign nation and kill many people along the way, you're out of your mind. Vladimir Putin is a psychotic maniac, but he's not stupid. So the combination, not unlike Hitler, is a very, very scary and potentially lethal combination. And when you corner a psycho 
as maybe Vladimir Putin could in this situation get cornered, you never know what he's going to do. Now, the narrative from Washington, D.C. and the mainstream media is that Putin is the bad guy, right? And Ukraine's Zelensky is the good guy. However, it is just not that simple. Just like Vietnam wasn't that simple. Just like Iraq wasn't that simple. Just like Syria, just like Afghanistan. There is much more going on than that simple narrative. Joining me now from an undisclosed location in the Northern Hemisphere, West, president and founder of the American Truth Project, Barry Nussbaum. Uh, Barry, it isn't that simple, is it? It isn't that simple that, that Putin is bad and Zelensky is good. This is a very, very complicated situation that, that frankly, I'm gonna get to this in a minute. I think the United States helped foster. I think really maybe only the United States can fix but the last thing we want to do is send troops over there. Boy, that's the truth. Um, I agree with you, Graham, in the sense that Ukraine is not a wonderful uh, democracy where everybody gets what they deserve and everybody has an equal vote and everybody has a representative government. However, if you were to compare the Ukraine that did elect this president to Russia, which is a fascist military dictatorship, it's not even close. Take a look at the three justifications that Putin is using for his invasion and slaughter of the Ukrainians. One is crazier than the other, Graham. The first one is the Russian foreign ministry announced yesterday, quote, the current political situation amid the blatant dictatorship of the United States over Ukraine is the reason they're in the Ukraine. In other words, to overthrow the United States by invading Ukraine. Number two, they're liberating the Ukraine from its fascist Nazi government. You know, the government run by the grandson of a Holocaust survivor. Zelensky's grandfather is the only survivor of the Holocaust. They're all Jews. They were slaughtered by the Nazis. It's 100% insane to call Zelensky a Nazi. And the third one, there may be some evidence to support this one, Graham. Russia has published documents that show there are biological weapons labs in the Ukraine that they're nervous about, so they're seizing those biological weapons laboratories. And if those justifications make any sense to you, then you're brilliant because I can't figure them out and they don't make sense to me. No, it's a pretext, uh, clearly, uh, for what Putin was going to do. It's all nonsense for his manifest destiny. I want to talk about that in just a moment. I believe that's what he's executing here, possibly to reestablish parts of the old Soviet Union, while at the same time drawing a line in the sand with NATO. Hey, you're not allowed to have Ukraine as, as part of NATO. But you mentioned biolabs. This is important. Um, the evidence, uh, apparently, and I, we don't know for sure, because the first casualty of war, of course, is the truth. But the evidence is that the United States perhaps has been funding or did fund uh, these, these bio labs. And the reason why I bring that up is because it's very clear that the West has used and exploited Ukraine. And really, look no further, Barry, than Hunter Biden and, and what he was doing and probably still is doing with Barista and maybe other deals that that we don't even know about. It is a cesspool 
but it is an almost a, an odd entrepreneurial cesspool that is being exploited by the West. And so to some degree, the West and clearly the United States is responsible for some of this cesspool that exists in Ukraine. I, I couldn't agree with you more. The Hunter Biden story, which should have been remaining as a headline forever until he goes to prison, has somehow been forgotten. And he's not the only one, Graham. There are kids that belong to all the major political families in Washington that are getting millions from the Ukrainians for influence in the United States, Hunter being the most prominent. But I want to go back to a thing you said before, and this is important. Putin said years ago that the darkest day in the history of Mother Russia was the destruction of the Soviet Empire. And he vowed someday, if he was given the opportunity, he would return Russia to its former Soviet glory. Graham, the Russian troops are flying Soviet flags over their uh, armored personnel carriers and tanks in the Ukraine. They're not making a secret about it. They want the empire back. Now, the question is, what are we going to do about it? Because quite frankly, Russia has got some serious problems. There's thousands of Russian conscripts that were told they were going on a training mission and turns out they're supposed to slaughter Ukrainians. They're running away from their tanks, their trucks, laying down their weapons and just blending into the countryside. It's getting worse and worse for Putin. The question is, are we going to help enough for the Ukraine to survive? I don't think sanctions by themselves will help. They, as Zelensky says, I don't need a ride. I need ammo. And he's right. Yep. This could turn out to be, I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to be, but it could turn out to be Afghanistan for Russia all over again or, or their version of a, of a Vietnam. I hope and pray that this is not protracted. But let's face it, Barry, in the last 24 hours, we have news that the Russian troops have bombed a children's hospital and at least one child killed and, and, and many uh, wounded. And there, we also have word that they're using thermobaric bombs. I don't know much about these things. I've only read a cursory level, but they make your lungs explode from the inside, potentially sucking the oxygen out of a human being's body. When you look at the big picture here, uh, Barry, I see Vladimir Putin as really a figment of the, of the West, and in particular, the United States. What I mean by that is we allowed him the United States and the West allowed him to grow and become this megalobillionaire and this megalomaniac. And now these are the fruits of leaving him alone to, to grow in this really psychotic way for 20 or so years. He may be, according to some evidence, the richest man on planet Earth. He's been plundering the treasury, like you said, for two decades. The question is, what do we do about it? I've got another question for you. You're going to love this. Would we be having this conversation if Donald Trump was president of the United States? My opinion, no, because Putin, whether he liked Trump or not, is immaterial. He respected Trump. And you know yeah. what? Putin looks at Biden as a joke. And as a result, he knows he can do whatever he wants for a certain period of time before somebody does something. And it's not gonna happen from Biden. I saw the clip you played at the start of this segment, Graham, 
where Biden talks about how great he's going to do to go buy oil from our arch enemies, i.e. Venezuela and Iran. Why don't we just drill like we used to and be energy independent? And then we don't have to kiss dictator butt around the world, not to mention the fact until yesterday, we were funding the Russian invasion to the tune of $750 million a day in Russian oil purchases. Now that that's going to stop, it may have an effect. Just drill, baby. That's what we should be doing. Just drill. Uh, Barry Nussbaum, uh, thank you and uh, God bless. We'll be in touch. Coming up next, an update on the Biden-approved attack on our sovereign southern border as the Ledger report continues. The Ledger Report is brought to you by MyPillow.com. Please go to MyPillow.com and enter Ledger in the promo code box for up to 66% off. Mike Lindell is a warrior for the Constitution and our Judeo-Christian values. Please support him by supporting MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com and enter Ledger, L-E-D-G-E-R, in the promo code box for up to 66% off. Also buy Relief Factor, pain relief without prescriptions and without harmful addictive medications. Go to ReliefFactor.com forward slash Ledger for a natural homeopathic way to relieve nagging chronic pain or call 833-425-7246. 833-425-7246 for Relief Factor Pain Relief. And by PhD economist Dr. Kirk Elliott, inflation is going through the roof. Kirk Elliott has been protecting income and retirement assets for over two decades. Graham Ledger owns gold and silver, and you should consider it too. Go to KirkElliottPhD.com forward slash ledger. That's Elliott with two L's and two T's. KirkElliottPhD.com forward slash ledger to protect yourself from out-of-control government. Thank you for supporting the Ledger Report. Hello everyone, this is John Michael Chambers, the creator and founder of American Media Periscope. Family, finances, faith, and freedom are four things that most of us would do almost anything to protect. At American Media Periscope, we trust the team at Sovereign Advisors with financial advice. With over 27 years of experience, a team that believes in people over profit and shares our views that family, finances, faith, and freedom need to be protected can help you protect your finances from erosion due to governmental policies that are out of our control. What is in our control? Our own decision to act or to not act. At American Media Periscope, we encourage you to act. Action changes things. Call Sovereign Advisors today, ask your Dr. Kirk Elliott, and start working with a team that will help you protect your retirement assets while sharing your desire to protect family, faith, and freedom. Call them today at 720-605-3900 and tell them John Michael Chambers sent you. Remember, freedom, it's up to us. Sergeant Joel Villarreal with the La Jolla Police Department takes us on his morning patrol. He says fewer people cross the Rio Grande River now because it's winter. But over the last year, Border Patrol agents reported encountering migrants 1.6 million times along the southern border, shattering previous records. We had never seen numbers like that ever before in the past. Officers and agents were encountering hundreds and hundreds of people in, 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 in every hour. People hoping to escape poverty and gang violence in their home countries. Many came thinking America's new president would help them. 
When Joe Biden took office, he promised to reverse the harsh border policies of his predecessor, Donald Trump. Biden did halt construction of the border wall, but beyond that, little has changed. Migrants are still being expelled from the country using the pandemic as a reason, and most still have to remain in Mexico while they wait for a chance to apply for U.S. asylum. They're exploited by the criminal justice system in the United States. They're exploited by uh, the criminal entities in the side of Mexico. They're exploited by everybody. Startling images from September showed U.S. Border Patrol agents on horseback aggressively rounding up Haitian migrants. This is why your country Biden denounced the incident and vowed a thorough investigation. But five months later, and still no public results. <laughs> Listen to the media. Listen to the media. This is Al Jazeera. Now, I'll grant you that. And Al Jazeera is off the charts in terms of the mainstream media being just a propaganda arm for the Marxist Democrats. But listen, first of all, they call them migrants. No, I'm sorry, but they have violated our sovereignty. They are illegal by definition. You can call them illegal immigrants. Fine. I prefer illegal alien because that's what they are. In fact, alien, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe is in the paperwork in the old INS and the immigration uh, uh, laws that exist in, in this country. But listen to how it's so pro-illegal that they're being mistreated. They violated our sovereignty and they're being allowed on the whole to stay in our country because the Biden administration is doing the opposite of what the Trump administration did. It's that's what the report should be. The report should be, hi, I'm so-and-so phony reporter down at the border. This fence is not finished. If the fence was finished, we wouldn't be attacked by all these illegals. That's it. I'm so-and-so at the border. Back to you, Chet. Now, the truth is about one quarter of all illegals arrested along the border for violating our rule of law are recent repeat offenders. Repeat. They're repeat. In other words, Team Biden is catching and releasing either into the United States or back into Mexico. And these criminals, yes, they are criminals, keep coming back again and again and again. Why? Because they know they can get away with it. That's why. But how bad is our immigration system at the moment? Joining me now from New York City, retired senior special agent with the Immigration and Naturalization Service, Michael Cutler. Michael, I'm afraid to ask you how bad it is right now because I know you're going to not sugarcoat it. But I've got some good news and bad news for you. The House appropriated money for border security. They appropriated money for border security for eight foreign countries and none for the United States. I guess that's pretty much the synopsis of how our immigration system is right now, eh? Pretty much. Uh, thank you, by the way, for having me, Graham. Great to join you. Uh, we, we've had this with one administration after another. Of course, the Biden administration is the all-time worst. But remember when George W. Bush, after 9-11, sent Border Patrol agents to secure the Iraqi border against, against terrorists and insurgents and punished Border Patrol agents who tried to secure our border. And it's not just the southern border, by the way. The 9-11 terrorists didn't come across the Mexican border. That border has to be secured. But the whole situation is nuts. You have the head of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, who under the uh, Obama administration was the head of Citizenship and Immigration Services, investigated for malfeasance, approving petitions for visas filed by a company that had a, a potential tie to terrorism. He was told by the FBI and Homeland Security that he must not approve the petitions, but he did anyway. 
He is now the director of Homeland Security, and he has said that when aliens lie on applications for citizenship, and most terrorists, believe it or not, try to get U.S. citizenship because that's a great embedding tactic. That gives them the keys to the kingdom. He said, when we know that they're lying, we will take absolutely no action because they are Americans and they deserve to be protected by the United States. It's insanity. Well, they want to go after tax cheats, by the way, if it's an American yeah. citizen. But when you talk about Iran, and we have to make this point and this connection, Iran, according to open uh, hearings that were available to the public, is working with human traffickers and drug smugglers to flood record levels of narcotics into the United States along with China and working with human traffickers to move record numbers of illegal aliens into the United States. And yep. among them are sleeper agents. When you pr played that piece about the people are coming here fleeing gangs, we also have gang members and drug traffickers and international fugitives entering the United States. And without interior enforcement, they have nothing to fear. By the way, that border wall was never designed to stop anyone from entering the country, contrary to the lies by the mainstream media and most of the political operatives or globalists. The border wall did not block ports of entry. I want everyone to think about that. The border yeah. wall was designed to create an orderly system so that immigrants and aliens coming for temporary visits could be vetted. They would have to go through the vetting process and we would create a record of their entry. Uh, imagine Period. that, Michael, having a, a, a systemic um, system in place with integrity. that allows with integrity people to come to into this us. country legally. You know, using right. that, as you mentioned, the, the port of entry. But let me, let me make a point here and then I want to ask you something. Um, sure. Immigration is natural security. National security Absolutely. is immigration, really. And yes. when the framers built this country, they gave Congress the power of what back then they called it naturalization, but today we call it uh, immigration. And it seems as though Congress has completely abdicated its role in this and is basically allowing whoever's in the Oval Office to do whatever they want if they're a Democrat. Of course, if they're a Republican named Trump, they're going to not allow the funding of, of, of the wall, for example. But you often say that every airport is a port of entry, which is true, of course, if you yes. think about it, especially international, international airports. Airport. Northern border, TSA, southern border. Biden's TSA is allowing illegals to move about our country without mm -hmm. the proper ID. Uh, Michael, this is a recipe for a terrorist attack or more. Well, you know, I, Graham, I gave testimony to the 9-11 Commission. I've testified before many hearings in the House and Senate, and they are violating the findings of the 9-11 Commission. I just want to read a quick uh, two-sentence paragraph. This is from the 9-11 Commission staff report on terrorist travel. It's an official government report published by the printing office, the U.S. printing office. It is perhaps obvious to state that terrorists cannot plan and carry out attacks in the United States if they are unable to enter the country. Yet prior to September 11, while there were efforts to enhance border security, no agency of the U.S. government thought of border security as a tool in the counterterrorism arsenal. Indeed, even after 19 hijackers, demonstrated the relative ease of obtaining a U.S. visa and gaining admission into the United States, border security still is not considered a cornerstone of national security policy. We believe for the reasons we discussed in the following pages that it must be made one. That was almost 20 years ago. What are we doing? And by the way, think of this. 19 hijackers on 9-11 killed more people than we lost to the entire Japanese fleet at Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941. Yep. We have hundreds of thousands of aliens evading the inspections process 
to enter the country. And I just wrote a piece for usinc.org. I also write for frontpagemag.com, by the way. But my piece for US Incorporated was about my concerns that Putin would send sleeper agents, um, saboteurs, if you will, to the United States to attack us when he threatened to get even with us. You know, the Germans did that during the Second World War. That was when Roosevelt moved immigration from the Labor Department to protect jobs and wages of Americans to the Justice Department because everyone understood that this was nothing less than national security. And when we hear the nonsense about the Constitution, I call your attention to Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution that provides each state, each states to be guaranteed a Republican form of government and protection against invasion and domestic violence. What are we seeing in our country today between the drugs, the gangs, the threat of terrorism? My goodness, this is a total abdication of the responsibility of our government to fundamentally protect America and Americans. And I want someone to tell me, where's the good news for Americans in this? Unfortunately, there isn't much good news, uh, Michael. Really, if you read no. the Constitution, you understand, and you read the Federalist Papers, you understand what the framers were thinking. The only reason that federal government exists is to print money and make sure that we are secure in our states. Unfortunately, as you mentioned, yes. completely abdicated that. But there's a method to the madness. The Marxist Democrats want to turn the red states blue so they can have unlimited control for the rest of of uh, a time that this country uh, exists. Michael Cutler, thank you very much for joining us. Still ahead, Team Biden wants you to believe that the United States is experiencing a booming economy as the Ledger Report continues. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability, they all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down they can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There's no such thing as a bad investment. There's only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course, outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900, 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Attention, this is an important message for anyone diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma after being exposed to Roundup or other weed killers. In 2015, the Internal Agency for Research on Cancer warned that overexposure to Roundup and other weed killers may increase the risk of developing non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. After losing a number of court cases, the maker of Roundup recently announced that a global settlement had been reached and agreed to pay over $10 billion to resolve pending cases. Please call 800-376-1935. The chair recognizes the gentlewoman from Texas, Ms. Garcia, for five minutes. Thank you, Madam Speaker. In his administration following February's job report. Stop tape, stop tape. This woman is standing up. Of course, she's a Marxist Democrat. There's very few of them in Texas, but they do exist in Texas. And God, we need to make sure 
It is not populated anymore by Marxists like this person. So she's standing up in the well of the House of Representatives, now applauding the economy in the United States right now under the occupant of the Oval Office, applauding what we are dealing with right now, not just skyrocketing, of course, gasoline prices, but skyrocketing everything prices. Why, Graham? Why, why is the price of everything going up? Well, one of the reasons is because gasoline is going up. The cost of gasoline, I was talking to my gardener the other day, my landscaper, sorry, landscaper. And he said he's going to have to raise his rates. Why? Because some of the items he uses, like a chainsaw and other sculpting utensils that a gardener or a landscaper uses, use gasoline. And of course, he has to drive his vehicle and he tows a, uh, a, 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 a cart behind him, which sucks up a lot of gas. All this adds up to more costs. So think about that when we're moving product to grocery stores, for example, or you're maybe buying bread. By the way, you know, there's going to possibly be a shortage on wheat. Why is that happening? Well, it's part of a chain reaction to what's going on globally. But in this country, a lot of what's happening in terms of the inflation is due to one thing and one thing only, government. Government at all levels, that would be federal, state, and local, but primarily government at the federal level. It is government that is responsible for the ballooning inflation. And how do we get that ballooning inflation back into the bottle, that genie back into the bottle, it's not going to be easy. There's going to be a hell of a lot of tumult if we try and stuff inflation back into the bottle, including potentially rising interest rates. And I'm not just talking a minuscule little Federal Reserve 0.25 basis points. That's, that's not even close. Interest rates need to be where interest rates need to be. And that ostensibly, is the free market. But that clearly is not happening in this country. And clearly the Federal Reserve, and I'll talk about this in, in a moment, but clearly the Federal Reserve has painted this country into an economic corner that there's no way we're going to be able to get out of it without a lot of pain. So we, we have a great economy going on right now. Roll tape. 678,000. That's the total number of jobs created last month. But these are Stop not tape. just. Stop tape. Okay. She wants us to kind of just pick up history from here. What happened over the last two years, Madam Congresswoman from Texas? What happened over the last two years? We shut down the whole entire economy and jobs were lost and businesses shuttered. And a lot of people were working remotely and that doesn't work out all that well. That's a whole nother subject. But the bottom line is we crushed we. They crushed the economy. They meaning politicians. It drives me nuts when people say, oh, the pandemic really hurt the economy. No, it's not the pandemic hurting the economy. What do you mean it's not the pandemic hurting the economy? It is government. Government forced you to stay home. Government said you can't go to the beach because you'll spread COVID. <laughs> Think about the genius behind that one. The government said you can't go to the beach, vitamin D and fresh air, <laughs> because you're going to spread COVID. 
And then finally, you can if you wear a mask. In California, finally, they said you can go to the beach, but you can't sit. <laughs> government intelligence. They say military intelligence, oxymoron. It's government intelligence. Roll tape. Any type of jobs. These jobs are good paying jobs that are giving Americans the dignity of a good paycheck. Stop in the last What about all these signs I see in restaurant windows saying help wanted? Begging for help. We have screwed up. They have screwed up the economy. Maybe permanently. People are staying home and they figured out they're just going to stay home selling stuff on Amazon. That's not a healthy economy. And by the way, it doesn't do a hell of a lot of good for social skills, does it? Roll tape. 13 months, 7.4 million jobs have been created and unemployment has slashed from 6.4% to 3.8%. Stop tape. Stop tape. The unemployment rate, this is again the, the dirty little secret these geniuses in Washington, D.C. don't want you to figure out. You're not considered unemployed if you're not in the system. So in other words, if you have collected all your maximum benefits and you drop off the system, you're no longer unemployed, even though you're unemployed. To the government, you're no longer, quote, unemployed. So this is a completely misleading number. But the big picture here to remember is that right now we pay somewhere in the neighborhood of $400 billion on our debt each year. $400 billion. And that's at an interest rate, a very, very low interest rate of 1.5%, more or less. Interest rates should at least be 3x that. What happens when interest rates are allowed to fluctuate like they should and they go to 4.5%? You know what's going to happen? We're going to default. We're really going to default on the debt because we will not be able to service a trillion and a half dollars. In, and by the way, they want you to be confused between deficit and debt. Deficit, just remember, is short-term annual debt. The debt itself is now $30 trillion and spinning. I just checked it. I'm one of those debt wonks. I just checked it. And it is spinning out of control. So unfortunately, as long as you have geniuses in Washington, D.C., like this congresswoman, we are in a heap big trouble when it comes to finances in this country. And no, the economy is not well. Still to come. Skyrocketing black gold is causing actual gold to soar as the ledger report continues. Attention, have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months? You may be entitled to compensation. Call Zantac Justice now for a free legal case review. The FDA has warned that Zantac and other medications containing heartburn drug ranitidine may be contaminated with cancer-causing agent NDMA. Consult your physician prior to discontinuing any use of medication. Please call 
Look, I, no one's naive about the moment we're living in with high gas prices and the geopolitical uncertainty that's fueling them. In January, we proposed a pause to the gas tax increase. Now it's clear we have to go farther. And that's why working with legislative leadership, I'll be submitting a proposal to put money back in the pockets of Californians to address rising gas prices. But I want to make this clear. At a time when we've been heating and burning up, one thing we cannot do is repeat the mistakes of the past by embracing polluters, drilling even more oil, which only leads to even more extreme weather, more extreme drought, and more wildfire. What more evidence? What more evidence do you need than our own state? So, according to this genius with all of his petroleum in his hair, drilling for oil off the coast of Santa Barbara, for example, somehow causes wildfires, somehow causes bad things to happen, potentially earthquakes in California, because of this genius they have in Sacramento running the largest state by population in the union. Now, this Gavin Newsom genius, so-called governor of the most populous state in the union, proves that animals are smarter than humans, right? Animals would never allow the dumbest to lead the pack. But the question is, how much higher in price will a barrel of crude oil go? How high is high? Joining me now from Dorado, Puerto Rico, president of Euro-Pacific Capital, Peter Schiff. Peter, I don't want to spend a hell of a lot of time on oil. We know what's going on. We know we should be drilling domestically. We know that the guy in the Oval Office right now is stunting the growth of any kind of petroleum. They want to cut it off completely. The bottom line is if we start going to our enemies for petroleum like Venezuela and Iran, we're in a big trouble from a national security perspective. Well, you know, first of all, imagine if any version of the Green New Deal had actually passed, uh, how much worse position we'd be in. But, Graham, the real problem is the money printing. And I got to correct the mistake that you made earlier in the program. You said the federal government was created to print money. No, it wasn't. In fact, it was specifically created not to print money. The only monetary authority the U.S. government has under the Constitution is to take gold and silver and make coins out of it. And the only thing it can do is define how much gold and silver equals a dollar. They're not supposed to be printing money, but they've printed a lot of money and they're going to keep printing money. And that's why the price of oil and everything else is going to keep going up because what's really happening is the value of our money is going down. And you mentioned earlier what would happen if we allowed interest rates to go to four and a half percent. That's still too low. Inflation, which was reported today, 7.9% year over year, But if the government measured it honestly, if they used the same methodology that they used in 1982, which was the last time it was this high, inflation is better than 15% a year. You can't Mm. put out that kind of fire with 4.5% rates. The interest rate needs to be above the inflation rate. In 1980, inflation peaked at 13.5% because Paul Volcker had interest rates at 20%. Imagine what would happen to the U.S. economy if rates even went to 10 percent when you have 30 trillion dollars of debt that has to be constantly rolled over. Think about all the adjustable rate mortgages. Think about all the debt on corporate balance sheets. 
state and local governments. The whole economy would implode if the Fed fought inflation, which is why it's not going to fight inflation. Inflation is going to win without a fight, and everybody is going to get killed by the inflation tax. Now, I have to correct myself. You're right. I, I said that they have a license to print money. I didn't mean it that way, the way you're looking at it. I meant mint money. Mint, but not do what they're Coin, doing, yes. which, is, which is crazy. And if you've talked about this now for many, many years in terms of the monetizing of the debt, eventually, at some point, the laws of economics trump the laws of politics. But I got to ask you something. This is a stunner to me out of Washington, D.C., and this has bipartisan support. It's something called Stop Russian Gold Act, as if somehow you can sanction gold, as if somehow you can freeze gold. Now, from what I understand, you're the expert, but Russia has a lot of gold stored in country right now. And what this bill wants to do is somehow punish any kind of businesses that do uh, business that uh, that involve Russian gold. This is this is lunacy, is it not? Well, of course, gold is gold. I mean, the Russia's gold is no different than anybody else's. That's one of the unique things about gold is every ounce is like that is exactly identical to another ounce. So I don't even know what they're trying to do. But what they are doing is sending a message to China. You better get out of dollars. You better sell your U.S. treasuries. Uh, don't hold any of these assets because you never know uh, when we're going to use them against you. Look, the United States is running record twin deficits, not just the budget deficits, but our trade deficits are over a trillion dollars a year. The U.S. has never been losing more on trade than it's losing right now. It is an abysmal. This is the worst economy we've ever had. It is the weakest economy. We are on life support. All we're doing is printing money and spending it. And the only reason that the money hasn't crashed yet is because we still have the reserve currency. But we're going to lose that status. We've abused the privilege for too long. The world is not going to keep on loaning us money so we can live beyond our means, consume what we don't produce, borrow what we don't save. We are rapidly heading toward a monetary crisis in this country, and it is going to make the financial crisis of 2008 look like a Sunday school picnic. Peter, uh, one last thing before I let you go. The Federal Reserve has said it's going to raise rates 25 basis points. Um, we already have tightening uh, money on a global scale right now, given the dynamics, the geopolitical dynamics going on right now. Um, does yeah. any of this make sense to you? Yeah, look, there's, a, there's an old term about spitting in the ocean. And that's what the Fed is doing with a quarter point rate hike. It doesn't make a difference if rates are zero or 25 basis points. They're still massively negative. We are pursuing a highly inflationary monetary policy, and we're claiming that that's going to stop inflation. You, you don't put out a fire by pouring less gasoline on it. You're still going to make the fire bigger. And in fact, inflation is going up faster than the Fed is raising rates. The inflation is already higher now than it was when the Fed talked about raising rates by 25 basis points. And by the time it raises them, it'll be even higher. Even if the Fed raises rates to 1% by the end of the year, inflation will be a lot higher than that. It'll be well north of 10%. You know, it's actually close to 20% now if they measured it accurately. So the Fed can't do anything about inflation. First, it pretended there was no inflation. Then it pretended it was transitory. Now it's pretending to fight it. It can't do anything. Inflation is here. It's here to stay. And it's going to get much, much worse. This is the tip of a huge iceberg. And individual Americans need to do what they can now to protect themselves from inflation because the government's not going to do it.
All right, thanks, Peter. Coming up next on the Ledger Report, a stunning report linking the folks behind CPAC with George Soros as the Ledger Report continues. Hello, everyone. This is John Michael Chambers, the creator and founder of American Media Periscope. Now, did you know that annuities are a great way to protect a portion of your retirement portfolio from downside risk? And unlike CDs and money market accounts, they accumulate tax deferred and can participate in the upside of market indexes. And they are probate free and can provide an income you can't outlive. Let a company you can trust help you select an annuity that's right for you. Call the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. That's 844-USA-2024. Two, four. Tell them John Michael Chambers sent you. Welcome back. Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. This is not Russia's war on its neighbors. Not just that. It's all about Putin and his psychosis, coupled with feckless leadership from Washington, D.C. over many, many years. Our ledger register. Would Putin have invaded Ukraine if Trump or Reagan had been in office? Please go to GrahamLedger.com to register your answer. Thanks in advance for participating. Viewer mail now. This email comes to us from Tim and Sue. They write, what is the chance that these young illegals we see being loaded into planes and buses are being moved to some encampments to receive military training and getting a promise of permanent status or citizenship in return. P.S. We do truly enjoy your broadcast, Tim and Sue. Well, Tim and Sue, I used to not believe in crazy stuff like that. I consider that a little bit crazy. But after the government conspiracy over COVID, and yes, it has been a conspiracy what we have endured in the last two years, well, anything's possible. Bottom line, it is criminal, absolutely criminal, what is happening along our southern border. And the guy who is occupying the Oval Office must somehow be held accountable. And if the GOP wins back control of the House and does not impeach Joe Biden, the occupant of the White House right now, then the Republican Party is done. It is finished. It is over. Hasta la bye-bye. And yes, I, yours truly, will call for a new constitutional party again. Done it before. But this time, way too much evidence. We'd have to do it again. And thanks for watching. We'd like to hear from you. Please send us your comments to graham at americanmediaperiscope.com. Please include the city and the state in which you reside. Some final thoughts now. Beware the Ides of the March swamp. It has come for thee as conservative when it is truly anti-constitutional to the core. There is a report in the National Pulse. It's not my report. This is the National Pulse report dated March 8th that could and should be a warning shot for Republicans libertarians, conservatives, and constitutionalists all over America, all American patriots. 
about what groups and organizations should be supported and trusted and which should not. All those young conservative minds and older ones too that go to CPAC each year, you better listen up. According to this report, and not denied by CPAC's parent organization, the American Conservative Union, or ACU, the group that claims to support the Constitution and claims to support President Trump and claims to support anybody like me is accepting anti-constitutional blood money. That's right, the ACU is taking six-figure donations from a leading left-wing Marxist fund for the purposes of, quote, civil rights, social action, and advocacy. That's according to this report. Not me. It's recording according to this report. Does any of that sound good to you? And what is the source of this Marxist dark money? It is called the New Venture Fund, according to this report in the National Pulse. And what is the New Venture Fund? It's an anti-liberty grandchild of none other than George Soros. Yep, the guy who wants to destroy what's left of constitutional America, George Soros. Now, full disclosure, I have spoken at CPAC. I know of its leader, Matt Schlapp, and I am, well, I'm not impressed by any of the people involved. Why? Answer, they claim to be conservatives and country and constitution first. But from what I know, it's them first. The initial CPAC that I attended was an eye opener as to how interconnected and politically incestual all of these Washington DC insiders are. They claim to support Trump, wink, wink, only because it advances their personal cause at the moment. They are only loyal to themselves. They are charter inhabitants of the DC swamp, my opinion. Now remember, CPAC was founded in 1974 in part by Ronald Reagan, who gave the inaugural address speaking of that shining city on the hill. Do you think Reagan would approve of the ACU working with a group whose mission statement is effectively a roadmap for the assault on the United States Constitution? But the ACU is not alone. And this report in the National Pulse should be an eye-opener to a broader problem. Maybe, maybe think twice before you spend your money in August at CPAC in Texas. Maybe use the power of your purse to say no to the annual CPAC meetings each winter. Maybe do what Reagan said about the old Soviet Union, trust but verify, not just for CPAC and the ACU, but for all groups and organizations that claim to be conservative. Yes, the Ides of March are come, and just like Brutus to Caesar, they are stabbing conservative constitutional America in the back. This edition of The Ledger Report is on its way. The archives of Library of Congress, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs>